Our kids have been counting down to Christmas uh, for the, since last Christmas, and they are so excited. The other day, Nolan told me, Daddy, Christmas isn't about presents. It's about Jesus and family. Uh, yeah, well, that's, it's okay. Just wait. Well, I had heard Rachel telling him that earlier that morning. And he was in the car with me later that day and telling me that because the reason he had to uh, be told that is because he wants to open the presents so bad. It's like there's presents in there for me and I can't open them right now and I want to open the present right now. And Rachel had said, uh, well, uh, sweetie, you can't get this excited. Like, we are excited for the presents, but Christmas isn't about the presents. It's about Jesus, and it's about spending time with your family. So in the car, he says, Daddy, Christmas isn't about presents. It's about Jesus and family. And I said, oh, is that, is that what your mommy told you? And he said, no, I thought of it all by myself. Thankfully, he now knows that Christmas isn't about presents because lying will get you on the naughty list. He, but but that's, I mean, that's kind of what kids are excited about. Kids are excited about a gift. They're excited to be given something. And uh, it, was, it was always tough in my family because when um, particularly my brother would get a present, he would just be so excited about it. I mean, you could give him a marble, and he'd be like, yes, a marble! Like, he'd be so excited. And my sister was excited about things, too. And I'm just, I'm pretty even. And I'm really excited about getting gifts. And I'm really thankful. I just don't know, I'm not great at showing it. I'll say thank you. Oh, this is oh, this is a thing I thought I thought about. I wanted. I don't know what I'm doing. But Nolan, just watching your kids, and Clara and Macy as well, just what, giving them something. And as they open it up and find out what we got them, and I find out what we got them. It's so, ex so many wives just went. <laughs> I saw all of you. They just light up and they, they'll do a dance. They'll run around. They'll, they, they are excited. And if, if we could instill in them, and I haven't figured out a way yet, but if we could really instill in them that level of excitement for the fact that God became man so that we, could, we can be with him forever. God came to be with us so that we could be with him forever. We could instill that level of excitement in them. Oh my goodness, what, how would we change the world? How would we affect our community if that level of excitement, if that level of celebration for, for the gifts that are under the star, under the tree. 
we have that level of excitement for the gift that is under the star in the manger. Now, we are going to explore that today by looking at a list of sins in Ephesians 4. Yeah, why not? Follow, this is Paul, he's, he's uh, getting into uh, his, the second half of this letter. He says, follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children, because of all that Jesus has done, follow God's example as dearly loved children, and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering, Bring in a sacrifice to God. But among you, there must not be even a hint of sexual immorality or any kind of impurity or of greed. We talked about that last week. Those are coupled again. Because these are improper for God's holy people. Nor should there be any obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which is out of place, but rather thanksgiving. Notice he says coarse joking, so I'm excluded. All right. For of this you can be sure no immoral, impure, or greedy person, such as a person is an idolater, has any influence or inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of such things God's wrath comes on those who are disobedient. Therefore, do not be partners with them. Notice right here, he is, he is laying out two waves, ways of being that are, in, that are distinguishable from one another in one's past. The way you used to be was you were, you were greedy and you were immoral and you were, you were caught up in yourself. And the way you are now within the community is you are loving others like Christ loves you. He says, therefore, do not be partners with them. You are no longer a part of that community, but you are a part of a different community, one that is led and headed by Christ. Four, you were once darkness, not in darkness, but you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live, that, that, that word, let me clear that up real quick. Eight, it should, in the South, we can translate this properly. For y'all were, were once darkness, but now y'all are light in the Lord. He's talking, to, he's talking to them as a collective, as a community. Love as children of light. For the fruit of light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. Oops, let's skip one. Rather, where... Rather exposed there. It is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. There's another world over there, and what they're doing, we're not even going to bring that up. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. This is why it is said, Wake up, sleeper. Rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Be careful, then, how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise, or how y'all live. Not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Notice, he's saying there's a, there's a way to live that is in Christ, and there's a way to live that is outside of Christ, and those two are distinguishable from one another. And the way to live outside of Christ is, is, is steeped in also community, but a community of 
of idolatry, a community of greed, a shared passion for things that don't love you back. And the way we live in Christ is a shared passion for something that loves you more than you'll ever love it. Love him. Making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Here we go. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs in the Spirit, uh, from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. The, and we're going to get into verse 20 next week. But notice here he's still, he's still painting these two lines of thought. And the way the, the world um, joins together and finds joy is through drunkenness, debauchery. And the way they, they that was their religious ceremonies back then too. I mean, they would, have, they would have these pagan worship services where you would go and you would worship the goddess of love and the goddess of knowledge and the, at, the, at, that, at that temple... There, there was prostitution, there was, people would get drunk and they would stay up all night. It was debauchery, which is a fantastic word that we need to work back into our vernacular. Well, that's just debauchery, especially if you use it for something that, that doesn't afford the word. So if something's just too, too highly priced at Target, like, oh, $17 for a towel, that's debauchery. For some reason, that works well for me. Maybe not for you. I thought I was giving you a Christmas present, but never mind. He said, but there are two lines, two ways of being. Is where you find your joy in drunken community. Or do you find your joy in the way of God? Now, you may have heard this scripture before. And we... we in the churches of Christ have quoted this because we sing a cappella, and this is one of the re- this is one of the verses um, that were that's been used in the past, or still is still used to defend that choice. A choice, by the way, that doesn't need defending. We just if, if you ask me why we sing a cappella, I don't even open my Bible. It's our tradition; we like it because this verse is talking about way much, so much, way much more, so much more. Than just like, well, on Sunday morning at 11 o'clock, here is how you're supposed to do a thing. No, it's saying, what kind of community are you? And he's, he's, par- he's, he's lining up next to each other two types of community, both that look similar but are fueled by different things. One is One celebration is fueled by alcohol and and debauchery and the other is fueled by the spirit of god and the good news of god and when you line those two up what's interesting about it is not that well they they did this and they did this the wrong wrong way and we did do these things the right way it's that one can be sustained one is plentiful one does not come crashing down and the the other is, is, doesn't love me back. The Spirit of God 
is lifting us up. But you go to a bar. I mean, if, anywhere, if anyone were to do such a thing, say like 3rd and Lindsley in Nashville, which is a fantastic place. Nashville, if you want to hear good music, that's where you go. You have to go to 3rd and Lindsley, listen to the time jumpers. Um, maybe Vince Gill will show up. But what you find there oftentimes is, yes, drunkenness. And, it's, and what you also find there is celebration. And what you find there is joy. But it's short-lived. It won't last. And one of the things that worries me is when you come to church, you don't find any of those things. So what in the world are we doing? My brother and I, my sister, uh, and to a certain extent, my dad, would get to laughing about something at church. And you'd stifle it, right? I remember the time the song leader fell asleep during the sermon. Which if anybody's supposed to fall asleep during the sermon, it's not him. Um, the, that's why some of you can't lead singing. Uh, but the sense was, not here. You can't laugh about that here. You can't acknowledge even that something just absolutely crazy is happening. We're supposed to tighten up Choke it back. Be serious. Because this is a serious thing. God's a very serious person. We're supposed to, we're going to sing our songs. Remember the first time you ever saw a song leader that, that like moved while he led singing? We're bringing in a song leader in, is it March? March. We're going to have a, a worship weekend and he's going to make you uncomfortable. We'll have to move this table, yeah. Or scoot it closer. No, we'll move it away. He, he keeps talking with his feet. Um, which is a way of saying dancing, but heaven forbid. He doesn't dance. But he comes close. And the first time I saw him, his name is Brecian. First time I saw him, I said, what is this? Song leader is supposed to be here. Here. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Real? Just serious. This is a serious ordeal. But what I found from Brecian, after getting to know him, my, ins my instinct is showman, showing off. I got to meet him. No one loves to worship God more than that guy. I just, I, I've never met anybody who just loves to worship God. And he, he's the same in the pew as he is 
on the pulpit. And so I had to shame myself that, and, and look inward that celebration offended me. That joy made me uncomfortable. That exuberance was somehow excluded from the assembly. What's the bigger sin? And what's crazy is we'll use this verse to outlaw something, but we'll forget what this verse was actually trying to instill in us. Is that you see how those people act over there on their, on their, uh, on their drink and on their food and on their, on their promiscuousness? You see how they act? The, things the, the celebration they're seeking that is short-lived... And in the end, we'll defeat them instead of lift them up. It's short-lived, but the self, it's calling on us to find similar spirit in the Spirit of God. That I have joy because the, 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 that God became man. I have joy because, the, because Jesus died on the cross. And that I, I have a king, a king who conquered death. I have a king who's out of the grave, who's on the throne, who loves me more than my kids love me, who loves me more than my wife loves me, who loves me more than my parents love me. God loves your kids more than you do. So we don't need to outlaw. I know some of, some of you, it's not your style. I get it. That's fine. I'm not, and it's not really my style too. But exuberance must be encouraged more in our congregation. It must be encouraged. So I no longer make jokes about people who clap on the one and the three. John just went, because they're showing their excitement, albeit to a Western rhythm. They're showing their excitement. They can't let it be. The first time you see someone lift their hands to God, Praise God that they are exuberant with their worship. We are, we are called to live a different style of life, but that life is not, is not um, devoid of celebration. Its celebration is just fueled by something that's sustainable. That we get that we are not just children waiting for the next present to be given and, and excited about that next time we get a gift, but the gift that we've been given is something that makes us excited all year round. And so we, we, have, we have found a, a gift that just keeps on giving a, a resource that, that won't go away. And so may, may we be excited about it. Every, every day we wake up and recognize what gift we've been given so that we can find joy in what God has done for us.
Paul here is not saying, well, here's a list of sins that are bad, and here's, yeah, okay, yeah. In a way, you could take it that way. But he's saying what Jesus has done for you must cause you to diverge from your old life and be reacquainted with, us, with, with God in a way that causes your celebration to not be the one that ends in hangovers. but one that never ends. Because Jesus is the grace, the gift, the thing that we can't ever, that won't ever leave us. I get a little um, depressed buying Christmas presents because they're going to they're gonna play with this it's like slowly lighting $50 on fire. Now, some of it will last a long time, but most of it they're going to get the box and be like, ah, it's a helmet, you know. But whatever we can do to give them joy, we love it. And that's why you give a gift, not so that it'll last, not that it's functional, just the joy that it brings. We've been given a gift, and I'm afraid we haven't found the joy. The world's out there celebrating nothing, and we can't even celebrate the thing that's everything. We are we are going this 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 upcoming year, 2020. We are going to refocus ourselves on worshiping God intently. And not worshiping other things. I have a sermon series next year called Jesus Plus. It's like Disney Plus. It's going to be the same font and everything. It's fun. But it's, what do we, what do we add to Jesus that makes Jesus less? What do we add to Jesus that actually subtracts from Jesus? And a lot of times the things that, that, are, that are happening in that world and that, in that way keep us from feeling the joy that God has offered us. I mean, Jesus, G- God, Jesus came to earth. God came to earth. God became man and dwelled among us, made his dwelling among us and and died on the cross, and rose from the grave, and and he is now king. But, I mean, some people were clapping offbeat, or clapping at all, or didn't sing the right songs, or use the right translation, or list after list, and we've weighed down the joy of Jesus. We're not even celebrating In your day, find ways to celebrate God. This isn't, your life is not turning into a musical. You're not showing up to Walmart and saying, The joy of the Lord, everybody will be, seriously, okay, I'm alone, all right, I'll leave. But what it feels like to share songs is often what it feels like to share God. 
So the joy of song comes through in your interaction with just people you run into. And when people experience the way you treat them and love them, it should feel like they experience the joy of God through song. It should feel like they heard that song that makes them feel loved or understood. And the way we celebrate God, not just here, although it starts here a lot of times, not just here, but when we leave, our celebrations of Jesus interacting with the world, our celebration of this child. It's a lot of people's least favorite song, but it's one of my favorite songs. Um, I don't like listening to it. I just like the idea of it. It's the little drummer boy. I know, I know. A lot of people are like, what in the world? Why is he drumming in front of a baby? I don't have a gift, but I can beat something really loud in front of me. I get that. I get why it's an odd song. But the idea of, I've got nothing except what you gave me. I've got nothing to offer God except what God gave me the ability to do. And God is, God is trying to fill you with his spirit to give you joy so that the world can see him. Don't fight it. Don't rely on other things to give you joy. The Spirit is all that you need. And the Spirit is all that will last. So this Christmas, may you find a gift that's worth celebrating. And if you found it this morning, may you receive it this morning of being united in his death, burial, and resurrection. Or if you just need prayers for, sometimes we, we pray for sin, we pray for repentance, but if you just need prayers for joy this morning, please come forward while we stand and while we sing. Hark the gentle.